Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Wild Men Revolution podcast. I am your host, Steve McNamara, and I'm very, very excited to be flying solo again today. Um, off the back of what could only be described as an unbelievable few weeks to few months. Um, if you don't know, uh, I generally do keep this quiet until we got uh, what you would describe as pretty insane flooding here in the northern rivers of New South Wales. The part I generally keep quiet is that I live here, but I had to share and highlight a lot of things that's been going on up here around the weather and so on and so forth. And yeah, we um, I want to just talk a little bit about that today. Um, my experience and experiences, what I've seen manifest um, whilst the insane amount of water fell out of the sky. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do my best not to wear the tinfoil hat too much through this, but I will drop a couple of seeds in here for you guys. And there's a part of the pun there right now um, in regards to that. But what good did I see in come of this? Now, uh, another thing too, if you haven't already, please, please, please subscribe, like, put on notifications, leave a review, even a request if you want things to improve, if you've got any ideas or you would love to see a guest on. Or even better, go back through and listen to the amazing men I've already had on here. Remembering the premise and the intent of the Wild Man Revolution podcast is to highlight great men doing great things in the world, very solution-focused. But in order to talk about solutions, we've got to highlight a lot of the problems too, and I do my very, very best to do that. And, of course, everything I share on here is my opinion, although I do have a wealth of experience, especially when it comes to my past, um, overcoming drugs, alcohol, addiction, violence, um, <laughs> very, very angry for many, many years. Um, and when it comes into my coaching realm, consulting realm and, and healing and, and trauma-informed work. Um, so I talk from experience from that. And again, I'm grateful to be surrounded by amazing men. And there are more guests to come on the podcast. One thing that the, the flooding weather um, did was sort of interrupted my schedule of interviews. Because <laughs> not only where I'm in the Northern Rivers here, um, one of my next guests is coming up, which I've mentioned on previous um, podcast, Jimmy Lupton, current um, world boxing champion, Masters World Boxing Champion, which is really exciting, has a bunch of belts. Even his um, area in southern Queensland was flooded there for a while too, so so we delayed that until, until very, very soon. So I thought I'd just drop one in solo. Off the back of Aaron Lazar, amazing, amazing interview, amazing man, a very grounded man. Um, I'm very, very conscious of the guests I come on here and, and who I have in my environment, really, and with a lot of the distortions and um, misinterpretations, uh, what would you say, ungrounded people who are channels, so to say, um, really coming to the fore while world events get more chaotic. Uh, it was great to have such a grounded man, grounded in the masculine, grounded in what's going on in the planet, what he's doing, what he's living, embodying, but also tapping in um, to everything else that is available to us. So it was really, really good. So please go and check out that um, previous episode and all the other guests I've had on. Um, Another thing I'm going to touch on today, I've been reading a fascinating book. Life doesn't stop for me. Water around the house like a mother's mother. Great narrative. By the way, I have this book surrounded by other books like Warrior, um, Sovereignty, the, the Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men, um, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, How to Get the Important Shit Done, Be the Man. So I've got this rubbish. 
<laughs> surrounded by some solid books there. I've got this other one there too that I haven't read yet. I meant to read that first. Good old Klaus Schwab. I'm going to touch a little bit on this today. Um, I really want to unpack. I'm nearly finished that book. I really want to unpack that in the near future with a special guest um, who, who, who will take us even deeper and link it into all the financial stuff. But back to the floods. What an experience. For me, um, it was, without telling you in detail, all the events that were happening, for me, um, I've always got a spark lit inside. My mission, my purpose to serve, my mission and purpose to help people heal, overcome their shit, or just get the important shit done in life, which is like the stuff that they value, not from a traumatized place, stuff that they value, like family, um, adventure, the life experiences are rich, um, community, giving back, these sorts of things. Well, an extra flame was lit in this fire when I noticed the floods coming up on the early morning when I was about to go to the gym. Like um, I noticed the front of our house, our street was flooded. It was about a foot and a half deep. I'm like, that's interesting. I didn't think much of it. Um, I don't think I even went into panic mode the whole time. Um, no, I didn't. And this is what I'm talking about here. Um, and then I'm like, I better check the backyard. This is really weird. And went out there and it was a little bit shiny in the backyard. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Is that someone just, something that's just laid there from one of the kids or something. And I went out there and the water was right up in the backyard. And we've got a canal at the back of our place. There's always water there, but it's like three or four metres below. And it's not a creek. It's been dug in many, many years ago. And the only thing that fills this is um, rainwater off the streets. So it generally doesn't rise and fall too much, but we'd had a bunch of rain up here over the last few months and slowly but surely to come up. But we had some intense rain. It was hundreds and hundreds of mil over this night and um, it had come up in the backyard. So it's risen like three or four metres, which is nuts. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. This is interesting. I'm not going to the gym because <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I'm going to go for a walk down the street and, the water was rising ridiculously fast. Now, it hadn't stopped raining, and I, I noticed a bunch of cars were parked out on the street, so I just went and started knocking on doors. I'm like, hey, you guys realise that, like, the street's flooded? A couple of um, small cars that were already up to the wheel arches and, like, they're going to be fucked unless someone moves them. So I was banging on doors and people were waking up going, who are you? What's going on? And I'm like, hey, we're flooding out the front end. Do you want to hear moving your car? And some of the cars wouldn't start already, so we're pushing cars all morning, and that inner flame... I just wanted to help out. I just wanted to let people know just close to me. There was not even a thought of going out and about everywhere. And um, for me, it was just like what I always talk about, like look after your kingdom, um, community, neighbours. Not that I associate with the neighbours too much. Um, we've had a run in with the neighbours on the other side here early on in our thing through no fault of our own, just um, something from them. But all the other neighbours on the other side are great, but we don't really associate with them much. But for me, it was like, holy shit, I see things going on here. The people are not aware of this. I just want to let a few people know. And I'm like, I pulled myself up really quick. It was like an hour of going around and pushing stuff and getting saturated and the water was rising extremely fast. I'm like, better go check on my shit. I better go let Chi know that there's a bit of water out and about. She was in bed. River was in bed. And one of the things I don't want to do in life, I don't want to freak anyone out in life around me. I don't want in my kingdom, my house, I don't want um, my soon-to-be wife, Chi, um, freaking out. By me going in there, oh, my God, it's flooding. So I'm in there, I'm like, hey, I'm just doing a bunch of stuff outside because it's rained a lot. Um, when you get up, come and sort of see me and I'll have a chat here. Now, that was the best grounded sort of expression I could do. Whereas when I went and got River, 
I'm like, dude, it's flooding. <laughs> it's going nuts. Come and have a look at this shit. I was excited. Now, a lot of people are like, well, how could you be excited? There was so much devastation, so much destruction. I get that. I understand that. And yes, there was. But for me, that flame was lit. It's like, hey, look after what is really, really important to you right now. This is really unique. Anything could happen here. You're prepared for this. I keep saying to people, and I've got a really strong story around this, I'm built for the apocalypse, not saying that the apocalypse is here, but a lot of people are picking up on that vibration. I, I've got to be honest here that when something like this has happened, I, I shifted up another gear. I really did. I, I, I proceeded to go out. We've got a big sand pit out the back. Um, we do a little community nanny share here, which is a bit harsh-harsh, but it's really cool to give back to the community that way and help out. Um, but we do that here. So there's a big sand pit out the back that I built. And I'm like, I don't want the water coming into my house. I have enough bags. I didn't have any sand bags like the mesh ones, but I had a bunch of plastic bags and other sorts of bags. I'm going to fill all these up with that sand pit. I'm going to board off the lower parts of the house because the water was coming up super fast. I looked at the caravan in the drive and I'm like, too late. It'll probably float when I drive down the road. I can't be fucked in that. I'm just going to trust. Intuition, trust, Steve. Just trust. You don't need to move it. Trust. Trust. I kept tuning into this and I'm like, this is mine or this? No, my car. Now, I could have got my car out right up to what was probably bonnet high, which in the end, after I jacked the car up and parked it right up as far as I can on a little sloping bit out the front of the thing, it went up over the bonnet anyway. Went up in the car and all that. Um, trust, Steve. Trust. I'm like, I'm sitting there watching it late at night and I'm like, trust, you fucking idiot. But then... Trust, car's sweet. Let it dry out. I've done some cleaning and all this sort of crazy caravan. Dried out. Got to change some things in there. I'd nearly finished renovating. I've got to re-renovate some of it. Trust. But anyway, back to it. So it just went nuts. I loaded up like 100 plastic bags and I bought it off the garage. The doors are going to the garage. Our laundry, which is downstairs. There's a big foyer down there that goes to the stairs upstairs. There's a bunch of stuff stored in there and all the gym in there in the garage and all that sort of stuff, which had carpet down. So I was sandbagging. I'm like, yeah, this is working really, really well. Next minute, the water was going up so fast, it started just going through the walls. <laughs> Again, I'm grateful that I wasn't in places that are like near the Tweed River in Chindara and places like that or down at Lismore and any of them. We've been helping friends down there for the last few weeks where they, they lost their home basically in the floods too. Um, but we didn't have any flowing water. It was just rising. But it was this spark I noticed. I was like a fucking man possessed in a healthy way. And I share this with you men out there especially, is when something comes into our life, a challenge, a perceived threat, that's what it is. Are you feeling safe? This is where trauma comes into it. Are you feeling safe in your body? Are you safe in your ability? Are you safe in your... Are you feeling full and whole? Are, are you feeling... Um, What's the word? Confident in your ability. Um, are you competent, which, which leads to confidence? If you're not feeling this and there's a perceived threat there and you go into panic and you go into anxiety, and I was watching this manifest everywhere, um, especially on the socials while we actually had power and internet. We did lose them in the end um, and water and stuff like that. Again, we were blessed compared to a lot of people out there, but I'm not going to downplay our situation because it was parts of it really sucked. But it was this fire, this spark. I was going nuts with the sandbags. And then when I realized it was coming through the wall, I'm like, holy shit. Hour and a half or whatever, I went nuts with this because I had to cart them from the backyard to the front and stack them and all the things. Good workout. Um, but 
I'm like, oh shit, this carpet down the garage, carpet was getting wet. I'm like, fuck, I've got to get all that up. I've got to move a heap of the gym stuff. I've got to move a heap of the storage stuff. So I was just like this, basically a machine there for a few hours. And um, it's interesting when the adrenaline kicks in. But if if I had anxiety and fear about, oh my God, I'm not safe, it would have been a different story. But I was like pumped. I'm like, all right, I've got to move this shit. Fair enough if I lose a bunch of material shit. And we did. We lost a heap of material shit. But looking at our driveway when we cleaned it out, we probably didn't need half of it. Um, but again, it was a good exercise of the purge, something I definitely have taken for these last few weeks. Um, but then the water's coming in and like, you know what? Trust and surrender. We've got a fridge downstairs. It started to float. Uh, we've got the dryer out because pretty sure we're going to need that eventually. <laughs> it was a little dryer. Washing machine was going under. A bunch of shit was going on. Like, I've lifted and done as much as I can downstairs here. Now I've got to have a good chat to Chi and go out and about, got the kayaks out and all that sort of stuff. Um, if you guys checked out my socials or before the internet went down, I was lucky to squeeze out a live feed and bunched it, posted just a few photos of what our yards looked like in the street. It was pretty hectic. Um, again, we were, we were very blessed looking down the street where the, it dips away and a lot of houses were already halfway up the house. Um, but I always come back to trust. Could have moved the car, should have done this, should have done that. And I was like, you know what? Shit happens. I think I was more concerned about the veggies I'd planted three days before. <laughs> Fascinating, hey. But then it was like I could really feel like she got up, we had a chat, and I could feel the anxiety as the water was coming up from her, which is fair enough. Like, I'm from Australia, and I'm built from the apocalypse. Um, watching shit like Mad Max sort of excites me, not that I want to see the world go that way. But I'm like, I'm tuning in, and I'm like, I don't want any of this fear and anxiety around me. I don't. And I'm really, really grateful that I have some amazing humans in my life. Um, I'd give a shout out to them, but there's too many. Um, but we had we have friends that live near here, and um, I thought it'd be great for for Chi and River, even though River was sort of River's walk around like, the fuck's going on? Not in fear, but not excited. Like this is such a new experience. And he was tuning into me, and I was pumped and excited. And as soon as I seen him, he's like, the flooding. Again, when I'm talking about this, guys, I might seem excited about it. I want to make a really strong point here. There was a lot of loss. There was a lot of people hurting. There was lives lost. There was devastation and destruction. Very apparent. But at the same time, I've been talking about this for years now. We are in for a fucking hectic few years. Shit's going to come at us left, right, and center. And we have to be more than prepared. And the inner work is the preparation. Matched up with some outer work, absolutely, absolutely. But the inner work is the key. If I was in fear and anxiety, I've got my son there picking up on that, he's going to freak the fuck out. He's picking up on cheese, mum's energy. And she was cool, she was grounded, but I could tell she was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, holy shit, are we going to lose our house? Are we going to, she's going to go under all these things, which is fair enough. But here's me. I'm like, cool. I've got to get her sorted. I want her to feel safe. Friends, hey, kayak up the, <laughs> up the street. And by this time, the water was super high. Kayak up the street. Friends were awesome. Brought us some ice and everything like that. Um, and, yeah, Chi and River went to stay there the night. And I sort of then proceeded to, to really tune into the trust. I moved a bunch of shit. I stacked a bunch of shit because the next thing was our first floor. And this is where my office is. We have floating floorboards across the whole house all our furniture, all the things, you get it. 
all the things. We've got an upstairs as well. I was contemplating lifting a bunch of shit up. They've already done that earlier, but I'm like, I'm not doing any more of that. Um, tuning into the body. And seriously, after it, my body, my body, I'm just getting over it now. Training, recovery, massages, all the things. Oh, body, body did work really hard across them a couple of days. But I sat there late at night and I sat out on the porch. I was getting contacted by heaps of people. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate it. And I think all of them were... Some in a little bit of shock and some got how I was feeling. I was, I was pumped. I'm like, I'm protecting my kingdom. I'm presiding over my kingdom while there's chaos. There's a huge challenge. There's a threat. But I don't feel unsafe. And I, I was exuding this confidence and this trust and I was tuning in my intuition like, should I move the car? Should I lift the furniture upstairs? Should I do this? I was like, no. Nah. So I was kicking back, talking to some friends while I had internet. And um, then I just sat out the front for a few hours watch the water rise, watch the rain come down. It was super dark. It got to midnight after it rained for days. The rain had slowed right down in the previous couple of hours, still drizzling. Every time it drizzled, I'd be like, okay, sort of been praying to whatever I pray to, source, fucking to myself. <laughs> Intuition, are you fucking with me? And I watched the water come about that far below our front and back step. We had a moat right around the house. Steps inside, just out there, the steps that far below, lapping at the bottom of the steps. And then it started to go down slowly, slowly. So I could go to bed and I went to bed and had the best six hours sleep. <laughs> Have I come out in the morning, water was still hot. Water was around here for days and days. But I wanted to share that piece of it because my experience in that was really, really on upon reflection. I was really happy with how I felt through what could have been a really chaotic situation, but I kept tuning in the whole time. Like, we're going to be cool. Yeah, you feel cool. Yeah, you've got this, man. You've got this. Any doubts come up or the doubts come up? Have, is that my intuition or is that you being lazy or whatever bullshit was coming? Like, intuition. And over the next few days, the water went down. I still went into massive cleanup mode as it went down, threw out a bunch of shit. Um, Always checking in just on the neighbours and stuff. Didn't really go that far. Didn't. Lost power and internet and, um, yeah, kayaked around for a few days up to the shops. They had no internet and that. It was actually fascinating the the week or so um, after the height of it, the flood in our area, how all the internet and there was only one ATM you could get at and only some shops could take card and so much for the cashless society, people. Without cash, everyone in this area would have been fucked. Seriously. I'm all for crypto. I'm all for the digital age and all that, but cash has got a long way to go. Cash is going to take a lot to shift out of people, people's version of this reality and this paradigm shift that, that will happen eventually, but there's always going to be something that is tangible that's trading of service, always. But this was fascinating with this whole agenda for cashless society. It's not going to fucking work. Not only is that not going to work, let's let's just go to the other things I see manifest. It was, it was fascinating to see no police, no firefighters, whether they were just protecting their homes and not in uniform. I don't know. I'm not just going to call it out as a plain black and white. But I didn't see any SES. SES put out a thing to say you can only come and help if you've had the double jab. What a crock of fucking shit if someone's stranded on their roof. But that highlighted the absurdity of some people following that shit. 
seriously. <laughs> We're going to see that unfold over the next three to five years anyway. There's going to be a lot of loss on this planet because of that, but I don't want to talk about that anymore. But that was absurd. So I didn't see any of their vehicles, anyone helping. There was the local lifesavers, well done legends, they were cruising up and down our street. There was dudes who had jet skis coming up and down. There was people kayaking, helping people there. Our street had brought a tear to my eye. It was fucking amazing. No one gave a fuck about all the other bullshit that's been going on in the world. Everyone was just helping. There were so many people. It was actually at the point where I had to work on my receiving. Like there were so many people coming in. Are you guys all right? Did you lose anything? Do you want any help? Do you want some food? I had to take some food in the end because I'm like, you know what, actually, I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> I don't want to keep putting myself or go, there's people worse off, which I was saying, which was true. But again, at the end of the day, blocking someone from giving, even if it's a small meal or something, it's sort of blocking their energy too. So to, to the people of Cabarita and um, Baganga or Bogangara or whatever you call it here where we live in, in this area, like, thank you so much. It was just exceptional to see. And I think that's another thing with all the agendas that have been pushed at the moment that they don't expect people to come together like that. And I wish it wasn't the way, but humanity always responds well when there's a real crisis a real crisis get this straight a real crisis the humanness comes out in most people that's why any of these fucking agendas and shit like this we've touched on a little bit aren't gonna work we've got a lot of work to do we do we've got a lot of work to do like currently right now as i sit Everyone freaking out about petrol prices and inflation. The real inflation is not 7% or whatever bullshit they're doing. Um, it's so much higher, so much higher. Like it's fucking, add a, few, add a zero onto that in the last five years. It's nuts. And it's all intentional. It's an agenda. It's an agenda. They want people on welfare. They want people to own nothing and be happy. Again, these fuckers. But the other, the other great things, <laughs> before I go into that, the other great things I saw still going on, still going, people like literally creating like services out of this, not charging for their service, going and helping with food, cooking meals, setting up funds, but like literally going out and not fucking Red Cross like the bushfires here that people have been burnt, pardon the pun, by another bullshit organisation. I mean, on the ground, people going, we're raising money and we're giving it to people. We're buying you things and we're giving it to you. That has been exceptional from community. That has been amazing. It really has. I've seen people really get out of their comfortable, get out of their little, their homes or their little part and go and have conversations with people that they never would have before, myself included. Self-included. It's been great. So the sense of community, which is how we evolve forward as humanity, is what's going on in our kingdom, <laughs> that really come together. And I, I'm, I don't know if these are dad jokes or these puns. Oh, what has been washed away <laughs> by the flood is the rubbish of the fucking the, the Rona shit from the last couple of years. It's still lingering. All right, they're still pushing stuff and they're still going to push stuff. But to see community come together like this has been just a, a huge, huge thing that really gives some confirmations to me um, 
of where the focus has got to be going forward, where it should have been all along, but how I know with my mission and purpose, I can evolve it and bring more to the community, but to see people get involved. Again, something special can happen for a lot of people where they're, they're in a while comes out, you could say, when they just see someone that needs help. That's why I was like triggered as fuck when I saw the SES thing. It's like, you can only help if you don't. What the fuck? Some people are going to get a rude awakening really soon. It's not going to be me that gives it to them. It's going to be life. It's going to be karma. And I don't wish that upon everyone, but this is how it works, myself included. It'll all come around. Lessons will have to be, opportunities will be there for lessons to be learned. And there's some great stories of people out there doing rescues and all this. Mind you, I did share, um, and this is really important to, to know, and a, a few people didn't like this when I when I shared it, um, and it's polarising as fuck, but if you really, really get this, crisis, yes, people need help and all that, absolutely, but if it's coming to the detriment of you and what's in your kingdom here and now, you've got to be conscious that there's a line that you've got to set for yourself. There's a boundary because if you go and keep going outside of yourself to rescue the rescuer, you want the archetype of the rescuer, a lot of rescuers out there like this, they thrive on this stuff, but they haven't got their shit sorted. Again, I'm all for everyone going and helping out and all that sort of stuff. When I share that, I got to kick back and I knew I was over the target on this. Why would you get triggered? because your house is in order, your kingdom is in order. So one of the, the good things, great things about this, I see a lot of people talking about this, is a trauma response too. And without going to the depths of that, the focus should be on what's here and now in your world. And if you're not happy with elements of that, it doesn't matter if there's a crisis in hand or not. And it's, it's self-ish. But how can you go and keep helping and helping and helping and helping to the detriment of you when there's loved ones? Or when, and this mightn't be important for some people, but when there's no money in your bank account, it's going to become more important. Well, it is. It's been highlighted now. Money's not everything, but I'm pretty sure all of you needed to listen to this podcast, watch this podcast. I'm pretty sure all of you buy a lot of your food petrol oh goodness they're going to push us to electric in australia electric cars and smart cities no <laughs> but anyway so it's just something to be conscious of again super grateful for everyone that's helping out and there's people still helping out of there people doing phenomenal things people being heroes and and really focusing on looking after themselves and what's important to them too that's why in one thing, it was disappointing not to see a police car or officer until they were opening roads to tell you where to fucking drive. That was disappointing. Um, I didn't see any fire engines and all that sort of stuff. I didn't, which is fascinating because there's always sirens going here. And, again, this is I know that some of you out there would have been impacted and some people that were probably at home that weren't going to work to, to do that. It's, it's not a dig at you. It's just fascinating, but it doesn't surprise me. Especially in this area where we are here, if you want to go into the Rona stuff for the last few years, what do they call it? Vaccine hesitancy. This is the highest rate of that in, in Australia, and it wouldn't surprise me if almost the world. 
they don't want to help us. It was proven when um, the the dude who's in charge of the the corporation that that masquerades as the prime minister of Australia, which is a private corporation, which is listed. Go to Dun and Bradstreet. You can see it. It's not a we're not a southern country. The Queen of Australia is a private corporation. It's not the fucking Queen of the Commonwealth. It's a private corporation. But to see that muppet fly into Lismore and not allow the press there after his bushfire dilemma, fucking debacle, where someone just refused to shake his hand, but go down there and then announce, of course, bring attention to me, Prime Minister's flying in, that only some areas get emergency help. It's all part of the fucking agenda. It's all part of the game. They want us in pain, but it's not going to work. Again, I only had to walk out or wade out through the water in my front door to see people for fucking days helping each other. The army showed up a few days later, 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 later. There was already private contractors in here before the army showed up. Guys, you see all the pictures all over this. And if you're in the army, totally not having to do you take orders and follow orders. That's what you're trained to do. That's your role. And you know that. You signed up for that. You get consent to that, which is fine. And I know the army at the end of the day, and I've had inside word on this a while ago, um, is here for the people because they know these motherfuckers and muppets aren't in charge and their time is nearly done. But anyway... It was great to see the army here. It provided a spectacle and all that, but they were here after all the, the community stuff was done. Seriously, they were helping contractors get the rubbish on the trucks and do a bit of sweeping. Good on them. Awesome following orders, but oh, all the stuff you see on the news, piss week. Most of them are parked at Byron, by the way. They go out for a drive. They work their fucking nine to five or whatever it is. They're doing their job, doing what they're told to do. The propaganda that comes with is what I'm having a go at here. Not the army dudes. No, it's the propaganda. It's the politics and all this. And I see that that Muppet was in charge of the corporation. I don't know for much longer saying that we shouldn't politicise natural disasters. Well, that's a good segue into this next little piece. Natural disasters. Natural. As far as I've seen, in this part of the world and other parts that I've been to, everyone has a neck. Most people have a neck. Everyone has a neck. Everyone can move their head like this. Oh, you don't have to look far. You don't have to move far except do this. Up here, it's at least one day a week. Some days they, they, they do this many days in a row, especially when it's blue and sunny like now. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I'll tell you something that I've seen come up just before this podcast. So it's timing is everything. But they're spraying the sky. They have been for fucking years. I've talked about this for years. I've videoed this for years. If you're still stuck in the, the believing that when you see the white shit in the sky, even though it's imprinted in our brain through movies, look at all the movie backdrops, shit spraying in the sky. So they keep ingraining it as if we think it's normal. Photos with Hollywood actors and stuff like that. Spray, spray. They've been doing this for fucking eons. They've been fucking with the weather for eons. They've been cloud seeding for so long. They've been producing. There was cloud machines made in the 50s or 60s. Some of you might say, this is tinfoil hat. Do this, do this. Do it for a month straight. doesn't take much. Pretty sure most of you, after the Rona boogeyman's gone, walk outside sometimes. Because you don't think, oh my God, if I go outside, the Rona boogeyman's going to get me. Go like this and have a look at the sky. They spray this area like fucking crazy. Like fucking crazy. 
When I go away inland, I travel a lot. In a while when I'm going adventuring and that, I go inland to a place called Copeton Dam, which is near Inverell in the middle of New South Wales in the New England area. I love it. It's super fucking masculine, super grounded. I really connect in there. There's a big lake and some awesome rivers and creeks and stuff around there. I go a bit of fishing, a bit of hiking. And again, connect in. I do a lot of breath work and, and body work. And re- I do a lot of release work out there recently, which is fascinating. Um, but I sit there either on my kayak, on the bank, or when I had the boat. It's painted out there. It's fuck all out there. But I was watching. It was always when there's a south westerly wind always and i would watch them spray one side of the sky because i'd be out on the water all day for fucking days and watch it drift we'd get a haze there but i'd watch these big lines grow out and grow out and they're crisscrossing everything anyone who still thinks this is just jet stream yes there's jet stream from some planes yes there is pilot friends yes there is but these are not (laughs) they're not they're not normal if the wind's coming from the southwest and I'm sitting down there, this is just awareness, by the way, guys. It's just my awareness. And I'm watching them float northeasterly. Guess what's northeasterly of there? Where I'm sitting now. So sometimes when you do this, you're like, no, nothing there. All these clouds in the sky. Sometimes you do see them go crisscross like crazy. It depends where the wind's going or the upper jet streams or whatever you want to call it. Depends. But they've been cloud seeding openly. Go to the government websites. There's contractors that do this stuff. Who knows what else comes under the guise of cloud seeding? It's weather manipulation. They call it geoengineering. There's actually a part in this book that's really interesting. (laughs) What is it here? Geoengineering, they talk about we might have to do something radical about the climate crisis. This flood is part of a climate crisis. Oh, no. Why the fuck are they spraying the sky? Geoengineering. Geoengineering, they're saying we might have to take drastic measures. Another thing is spraying the sky with aluminium and so on, so as to block the sun. It's in here. Radical measures, we might have to. They're already doing it. This sort of shit is there to tell us what they're doing already. So we give consent, sneaky fuckers. But geoengineering involves involves consequential risks ranging from air pollution to all sorts of unanticipated climate effects. It also poses exceedingly complex scientific, ethical and governance issues. These fuckers just want to rule the world, new world order. Klaus Schwab, great reset, great narrative, all these things. They're open about this. They think we need we need governance from them. They think we can't lead ourselves. And that's clearly evident from the last couple of years. A lot of us can't. But here's the thing. <laughs> Who would have the authority to make the decision to geoengineer the climate? Exactly. Fucking Mother Nature. Mother Nature. Not some fuckers who don't get voted for because most elections are rigged. You're going to see that sooner rather than later, what's coming out in the US. It's not fucking conspiracy stuff. It's taking a long time because the world needs to experience it to believe it. Get angry here, Steve. Who would have the authority to make the decision to geoengineer? 
who would it be? Let's let's do this from another angle. I was going to introduce this book, and I'm going to unpack this more in a later episode with a guest again. A lot of the stuff in this book's really good. If someone who really cared about the planet and people wrote it, or their intention you you knew was about being open, being um, I don't know, someone who had good intentions, who is big-hearted. These fuckers, the whole premise of this, they don't. They want to cull the population. They refer to us as chattel. That's what they refer to us as. They even say in the other book that Asians are easier to control. They've proven to be more easy to control, in other words, so to say. So they want them left on the planet. It's full on. That's these guys. So when you hear this, you've got to take that into account. How would it be controlled and governed? Who would fund such a project? These fundamental questions remain unanswered, but are under debate in academic and policy circles. These guys place themselves as the academics and the ones who bring policy. Not us people who experience and live through this rubbish. That is right there. They just told us what they're already doing. They're very manipulative. They've got to tell us what they're doing. This is, again, a tribute to humans' capacity to deal with a problem and devise innovative, innovative, spit out your words, Steve, and unexpected solutions, albeit disputed by many. Geoengineering is not for tomorrow morning, but as the climate crisis worsens, such a radical and controversial approach will come up for serious consideration, but they're already doing it. I did see someone sent to me from the thing and I checked it out to verify it on the Queensland government website, whether they've kept it up or not. Now I went and checked it out. Um, I think it was 2008 to 2014. There's a contract out for cloud seeding. Seriously, they've got to tell us what they're doing. These contracts out. How do they get these contractors? Who the fuck are these contractors? This is something that bugs me. Who in their right mind, unless they're brainwashed enough to think that they're doing a service for people, they sell it as they're, they're going to bring rain. The one I read on the, the Queensland government website is um, they're, they're bringing rain to southeast Queensland. How many times has Somerset Dam and Wiven Dam flooded and it's been too late, they've opened the gates, but it's there to mitigate floods and all the bullshit that comes with that? Where are they taking the water from? Why don't they let nature fucking take its course? Where are they cloud seeding where clouds could have ended up somewhere else, taking the moisture off the ocean? Put What's been happening down here? They've been dumping down here. There are so many other things that manipulate the, 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 the weather, guys. So many other things. You know the biggest manipulation of weather or the biggest thing is the propaganda that comes with it. That's the thing that kicks this all off. The wizards and fucking warlocks that run the news, that do the news, the... The, the, the weather people who just put out what they're told to put out, that's why weather girls are popular because they just are a distraction. It's going to be this. It's going to be this. Unexpected. Da, 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 da. That's the biggest form of manipulation. You know, there's a propaganda that comes with leading into it to program us with their forecasts and all this. And then their explanations, I think it's El Nino or something now, of what this weather event is. If they don't fuck with the weather, if they don't geoengineer or whatever shit they call it, these things wouldn't be so unique and so fucking rare. And so they're calling shit now rain bombs. Hmm, rain bomb. 
I was watching the weather map. I'm well traveled. I'm a fisherman. I've watched the weather forever. Because <laughs> as a fisherman, I want the weather to be right. I want the wind to be right. I want the temperature to be right. I want the um I want the pressure to be right. I want all these things to be right. So I watched it constantly for years and years. That's interesting. Oh, I love that. Turn the phone off, Steve. But for years and years, and I keep watching strange shit happen across the weather. Strange shit. Weather formations doing the opposite of what they normally do. This recent weather event that happened here, not only I was telling Chi, I'm like, yeah, this is moving, it's moving. It fucking stopped and it had these two lines at the end of it. Do research on HARP, guys. HARP. Another one they said, no, they've tucked that away. They're not doing that anymore. Bullshit. Frequencies through the sky. What's 5G? But there's other weather manipulation devices. There's the solutions out there too. But I watched the weather map. It was so weird. It was shaped like a cyclone, higher atmosphere cyclone. But at the end of the tail where the rain comes from, where it draws the moisture off the ocean, that's what it does. The warmer water draws it up and it dumps it down here, so on and so forth. It wasn't spinning. It was a fucking line here with the tail, a shape of that wasn't spinning. And at this end, another line on the map. See, they can't fuck with the radar. This shows up on the radar. They can mess with all the other shit, but it showed on the radar in real time. They'll work out to put computer imaging stuff, but it stayed there. For a fucking day. I was dumbfounded. I've never seen that shit before. And I'm all for first things happening and I'm all for Mother Nature pulling surprises and that. But to me, that was bullshit. <laughs> that was just all I needed to. Well, I already fucking thought about it. I'm like, fuck. Either my my 43, nearly 44 years in existence, and out of that, about three and a half decades like tuning into the weather and traveling and always knowing Australia really, really well. I was like, that's fucked up. Watching how much they spray the skies up here constantly. How fucking we get the hazy skies just randomly when it's beautiful. We finally get a blue sky and then next minute it's just covered in shit. No pollution here either. But anyway, I could go on about this for ages. So when I when I read stuff like this, I'm like, of course, that's, that's already here. The weather manipulation is here. This climate agenda is the last big play. Unless aliens, the fake alien invasion, I don't think these, these fuckers who think they control the world have got their shit in order enough to bring a fake alien invasion. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And I think all the other aliens are sitting up there now watching and waiting for them to try it just so they can piss themselves laughing and eat more popcorn. But the climate stuff is the big play going forward, guys. So when I bring this back to having your kingdom in order, why it's more important than ever, to not only get your shit sorted, uh, Sean Whalen, mentor, uh, legend, get your house in order. Get your kingdom in order. I love kingdom because I resonate the sword. Do you know what I noticed? How sucky. I've gone and got all my branding done, which felt really, really good, but I've noticed the colours in my branding match the fucking we stand with the crane rubbish. Oh, goodness, that could be a tangent. No, I'm not going to go there today. <laughs> I'm going to stick with this because your Ukraine stuff's going to go away. I've already talked about Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, 
not falling into the, the Putin savior complex either, but at the end of the day, I think a big example has been set for the planet right there now. Gold back, ruble, the bio labs. I said I wasn't going to go there. The bio labs in Ukraine. No, they're not real. Oh, yes, they're there, but we want to protect them from Russia. Blah, blah, blah. The US are fucked. The ones sort of that you see in the movie at the moment, they're fucked. They're all full of shit. And then finding out that the Doherty Institute in Australia, they're the ones that do all the numbers on the Rona stuff, by the way. They're the ones who give all the guidance. <laughs> the biolabs were creating shit in Ukraine to send to Australia. What were they doing? Testing it on Australians? Like, serious, you've got to ask this stuff, guys. This is not conspiracy. This is the facts. <laughs> they just spin it a different way so you think it's fucking normal. No, it's not. Why are they creating shit in a lab and sending it to Australia? Well, why is there a big agenda in Australia? Why are they pushing this climate stuff so hard? They've done it for years and years with the bushfires, guys. The Black Saturday bushfires were in around my whole area. I knew people that fucking lost their lives in that, people that were devastated. That was hardcore. Most of that was bull. That, how the fuck did that do what it did for so long? How did it get so hot for so long? I was just out La Nino, La Nina. Bullshit. Bullshit. Look at the stuff that went on in, in the US over the last couple of years about houses burning, melted, cars melted, and trees still standing in the street. There's other things going on, guys. And unless you're open to this, how are you going to best prepare yourself going forward? Well, the first and foremost thing is get your kingdom, your house in order. What's going on in here? How do you feel about this? How do you feel thinking about things in the future? And don't get stuck in the future. But hey, we set goals. We have dreams, don't we? When we focus on them, what's the things that come up and say we can't have that, we don't deserve that, or that's not possible with the current world being? I don't know how many people here that are online's hard right now or works hard right now, making money's hard right now. I've had a pretty good year. I've worked fucking hard for it. I'm not saying I have to work hard for money, but I've worked hard in what I love doing, my mission and purpose. Well, all the other things are going on and I'm doing all right. But what's going on in the inside when you bring focus to this? What's going on in the inside when you don't want to bring focus to this? Because, oh, no, other people are worse off than me. Other people are devastated. So I can't chase my dreams. I can't follow my dreams. I can't live my mission and purpose. I can't do all the bullshit stories. That's, that's what they are. Who says you can't? I'll tell you what the world needs right now is every fucking man to have his house in order. So we don't have to have these false models of what it is to be a man, politicians, Hollywood actors, fucking gurus, to model unconsciously about what it is to be a man. You get your house and your kingdom in order and then the people in your kingdom, they model that. I'm not saying about being perfect. I'm saying about doing the inner work so it is felt, doing the healing work which is a dirty word for men, a lot of men. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not healing. No, it's not a healing journey. I did see a post the other day. It was like, it's not a healing journey. It sounds pussy as fuck. And I agree with that, but hey, healing has to happen. <laughs> and I feel the best way to go about this for men, this is my genius zone, is to focus on what's going on right here, right now. Fucking break it down. This is where I'm at. Okay, what do I want my kingdom, my reality to look like? Cool. Speak it, write it, draw it, frame it, fucking declare it, share it with people around as if it's done. 
what comes up when you think about that. Can you feel that? If you don't feel that, everything we do in life is for a feeling. You can't feel that. It's not going to happen. If you're feeling more the fucking scarcity around, I can't do that or I'm not going to be there, I'm not good enough or whatever it is, that's all you're going to manifest. Then you've got to break it down into steps. And here's one of the biggest things that, that most men will not fucking do to get their house in order is ask for support or help. It's not weakness. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And this is where we change the world. This is where we create our own narrative. Not the one that these motherfuckers feed us, which so many are running through their brain. Even if you're awake to all these agendas, if you don't write your own narrative, it will not manifest. You are just playing in someone else's fucking movie. Now, if you don't want to play a role in someone else's movie, and we are all in there, but if you want to be in charge of your movie, let's go with that language. Let's go with that narrative. <laughs> Create your own great narrative. It is what you desire in this life. Now, a lot of people think that's a dirty word. I think it's a great word because desire could imply that you desire something you don't have right now and you desire something you already have. It's better than want, which implies scarcity because if you continue to want something and focus, I want, I want, I want, it's continually outside of yourself. And this is the other thing. Maybe you have sat down and you're like, I do, I desire this, or I've got clear on this, but you're not playing a big enough game. That's what's driving me more than anything right now, helping more people in a different way. Podcast, appreciate everyone who's tuning in. Appreciate the feedback. I'm all out of T-shirts, so thank you. Seeing a few of them pop up now, which is awesome. Um. you got to break it in steps. And this is where so many people get caught out too. Men, women alike. Women, you can take stuff from this too. I just like talking about men because I think it's, it really resonates with me and definitely with the men clients I work with at the moment is that getting your kingdom in order. But the steps, the how, people get stuck in the how before they get clear on the end game. You just got to break it into simple steps. This is generally where we need support, accountability. Accountability to them fucking goals, the steps the steps can change, they can evolve, they're there, but you've got to take them and you've got to definitely take the first step straight away. And you've got to be clear on what that first step is, really fucking clear. You've got to set yourself little goals on the way and you've got to celebrate that shit. So how we change the world? Because I can guarantee when you're getting really, really clear, not from a traumatized place, you're really clear on what you value. You align your beliefs to your value judgments and you align your identity to that reality. Declaring as if it's done. I can guarantee you there's a piece in that kingdom that's about contribution, that's about family, that's about health, that's about fun, that's about joy, that's about your passions. Again, it's about giving back in some way, even if it's just been a good dad or a good mother or a good brother or a good sister, good son or daughter, whatever it is, good at your job, it's all part of it. Surely that's going to improve the world if we all do this. But again, most people would get caught up. In whatever limiting beliefs that are going on in the head, and I've mentioned a few earlier, maybe I don't have the money, don't have the time. Time is a construct. You can bend time, really. It's there to measure shit. It's there to show up for appointments. But if you get really good at something, competent, then confident, it becomes unconscious competent, you're really good at something, time fucking flies. 
and you get better at something, you get quicker, you can do more things. And it's not about doing all over yourself either. It's about aligning that identity to being. So the task for you guys today, I'm turning this into a little training and I'll keep talking about this because it's so fucking important. Maybe it's playing bigger in your business. Maybe it's adding something to your business. Maybe it's letting go from your business. Maybe it's letting go of the business. Maybe it's letting go of the job. Letting go is a huge part of this too. And that's what I've seen, like kayaking up and down the street. People were carrying out shit up to their waist in water. It's all fucked. Stacking it out, shit floating down everywhere. It was this huge purge that a lot of people are like, fuck. But I know some people are sitting there going, wow, feels kind of fresh now in our world. We're giving away a bunch of furniture. We, we decided to upgrade a couple of things that weren't in the floods. We're like, well, let's keep this going. <laughs> so we're giving away couches and all this sort of stuff out the front. And again, not taking away for the people who are struggling right now. Absolutely not. But what's led to that struggle? Why has it taken a, a flood or weather event or whatever you fucking want to call it to, to highlight that struggle even more, to have them in more pain? Where's Why are they sitting in pain until that? Again, it might be a hard line for some people to hear, but it's a fucking truth. Why would you let your life just linger and be just okay with and content with certain things that when something comes along that's unexpected, it fucks you over the edge? Why would you be content with that? That's what limits most people in life. Again, this is highlighted what the craziness is going to be going forward, guys. They're going to really, really push if their agenda, their narrative, their narrative, them, those who control so much the governments of the world and all this, yeah, there's good people out there. And I'm not calling them all evil. They've all got an agenda. They've all got intentions. They've all got a narrative. But for an order for this one to be squashed to go away, we've got to endure some stuff while they play this out. And there's going to be climate. They're talking climate crisis, climate crisis. They want to tax carbon. They want a carbon currency, digital currency. I educate on um, crypto. There's a lot of good in that, a lot of great solutions for the world that are already in place, Bitcoin being one of them. And if you're caught in the Bitcoin is the elites, you don't understand the actual technology. <laughs> you don't. Do some fucking research. It's out there. It's not hidden. What's the propaganda that tries to bring it down all the time? Decentralized. Decent, like properly decentralized. Decentralized is the way forward. DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations working on one at the moment. Slow work in progress. Governance systems that are not fucking people sitting in a fucking place barking orders from their handlers. Let's face it. What we're learning, yeah, there's a lot of good people in the world, but a lot of the, the people in the world that we've somehow allowed, given consent to be in charge without giving our power away, even though most of us have, they're not good people. They don't give a fuck about us. The laws, look at the laws in Australia, how they're written. They're written for them, not for people who aren't in their power, not for people who aren't doing what it takes, getting educated, doing the inner work, getting their kingdom in order. Interesting language, the crown. Our laws are written. Another rabbit hole there for people. But anyway, what do we do about all this stuff that's going to come and it's going to be crazy? I hope you're wrong, Steve, says some people. Who knows what they're going to do? More rain events. I, I just I mentioned before I flicked on when I load my computer up, the browser had an ad. I get paid for the ads, by the way. Brave browser, awesome. 
But somehow there was a weather thing there, and I'm like, oh, another rain bomb coming. Is this old news or new? No. Our area, they're predicting a rain bomb. How's that sensationalized language? Propaganda. Scare the fuck out of people who have already been floods right now, the ones who haven't got their kingdom in all, the ones that haven't been healing or doing the inner work or had the release or all that sort of stuff or haven't got the support of the community, unconnected, whatever. They're freaking out again because of one fucking headline. Yes, there's rain coming. And I couldn't help but read the article. Yes, I feel dirty. <laughs> Maybe I need that rain to come wash me. But it was just more evidence of these fuckers. They're saying this is going to last for a month. Oh, we've got a month to endure this. They're telling us what they're going to do. They're going to wet us again. They're going to piss on us again. They're going to do all the things. Are you fucking prepared? Have you connected in with people? Are you feeling solid? Are you feeling strong? I work on my health so much. And you might be like, well, you shouldn't have to work on your health. Well, no, I look after myself, but I love training my body. I love it, especially as a man. We are built for this, men. If you don't train your body, how are you going to know how it responds? If your body is broken, letting you down, it's not your body, it's you. You're not listening. What emotions are you holding on to? So where most people can't get their kingdom in order or won't look at it because of the emotion. It's hard. Suppress, 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 switch off. No good. That's what's been coming to service here. But how do you prepare for this craziness going forward? If the Rona hasn't taught you anything, you've got to, you've got to focus on what's important to you. You've got to work on that. You've got to build, not a fucking house of cards, which most people's lives have been built on. I can speak from experience. She and I built a business, which is amazing, giving back and helping. But we realized in time it was a house of cards. It was not aligned. It fucking fell down. It fell down. We got some really hard lessons from it. What have I been doing for the last few years now? Building a really solid fucking foundation. It takes patience. It takes presence. It takes practice. It takes doing things again and again. It takes trust. A lot of people have got an opportunity now to build a solid foundation going forward, especially if this crazy stuff's going to happen, whatever it is crazy. You probably shouldn't even give it that power of being crazy. Let's say the new normal. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's two times my phone has rang. It must be important. I think I'm going to roll this to a close. I have been going on. I just wanted to come and express. I wanted to share some things, and there's some great tips and solutions in here, guys. There is. If you're available to hear them, maybe you've done a bit of work before and shit's still not working or it's highlighted to you, you've got more work to do, please, guys, men, women alike, get some support. Be open to maybe looking at things that are different. I'm seeing this manifest a lot too. Seen a lot of great things happening in recent times with all the perceived chaos and destruction. Again, it's a perception. I, I, I drive now. I've been down to Lismore, to friend's house. I've been helping out and driving around furniture everywhere, houses that are fucked and all this. And I'm looking, I'm like, yep, I have empathy for the people. Absolutely. I have compassion. I do. I did my best to help out in my little community where I am. I fucking looked after my family. I've been giving friends a hand down the road that got smashed. I know my boundaries. Driving around, I definitely don't go into poor you, poor you, poor you. I definitely don't get caught up in the low vibe. This is devastating. This is destruction. Apocalypse is here. Fuck, we're fucked, we're fucked. I don't get caught in the fear. What's next? What's next? No. I talk about what may be next because I'm so fucking prepared. I just want more people to be prepared. Because, again, 
What I've seen manifest is more people waking up to their own inner power, to their own inner stuff that they are aware now that it's a problem or it's holding them back, or it's holding their, their world back, their reality or whatever it is. It's limiting and they've got no energy. They've got no motivation, no inspiration, whatever it is. This in the body, disease, discomfort, they're distracted, not practicing discernment. I want to drop some disses. That's a positive one. With the nod in front, it doesn't matter. But I've seen that a lot too. And I encourage that. I invite that. And if it's money stuff that stop you on that, there's a sure sign of something else you've got to get because for a kingdom to function, it's got sort of some sort of currency. <laughs> yes, love could be a currency. Yes, contribution. But hey, let's be fucking real here. The really big test, apart from what's probably going to fall from the sky, is money. It's a financial system. If you do not have that in order right now with the belief systems, with the identity around that, and then with the external stuff around that, the mechanisms that have you have that flow, you are going to get challenged. And I don't want to see that, but it's already happening right now. Definitely reach out to get help and support about that. All that happy to be the one you reach out to. This has been another edition of the Wild Man Revolution podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Bit of a rant today, but I just wanted to express this. If you get only one thing from this, don't hold on to stuff that you feel can add value to the world. Please don't. Again, check us out. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, and all the like, Anchor, and all that sort of stuff. Please jump into my Telegram group. I'm going to start running to build that again. If you haven't checked me out on Twitter, at RealSteveMac2. Got some cool stuff going on over there. Crazy crypto stuff going on over there. My Facebook, my Insta, all the, all the socials, and definitely, definitely, definitely go back through the recordings and, and have a listen in to all the other men that are doing great things in the world. And if you resonate with them, please get in touch with them too. See you all later.